Indiana Jones, Indiana It's a podcast about Indiana Jones. Every movie, one minute at a time. Indiana Jones, Welcome back to the Indiana Jones Minute, the podcast in which we celebrate and discuss the film Raiders of the Lost Ark one minute at a time. I'm Tom Taylor from IamTomTaylor.com. I'm Pete Mummert from PeteRememers.com. I'm Shishak. (laughs) (laughs) And as you can hear, uh, Shishak and the rest of us are joined by Christy Porter, who's returning to hang out with us. Hi, guys. Hey. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, oh, and happy 4th of July, everybody. I, as far as I can tell, this is posting on the 4th of July. I can smell the hot dogs. I can uh, smell the burgers. All right. Um, but first, we have to deal with minute 46. That's right, right? 46? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, minute 46 begins with Belloc laying out his plans for the Ark and ends with Uncle Indy being saved by a bunch of kids. <laughs> what I looked at at the very beginning of this minute, Indy uh, questions Belloc and he says, what about your boss, Der Fuhrer? <laughs> and when he says that, Belloc looks around sort of furtively like, oh, no, 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 no don't bring that up. <laughs> and and I kind of, I was wondering, you're like, okay, so we see that Belloc isn't really cool or happy that he's working with um, he's working with the Nazis on this, and it reminded me a little bit, a little bit of Lando Calrissian. Oh, you know, really? I just made a deal that's going to keep the <laughs> Empire out of here, but you know, it, it made me think. Okay, so really, Belloc's, you know, he's under the auspices of the Nazis, and he's not that cool with it, even though he's kind of a bad guy. And then it made me think. Oh, what about Indy? So he's working. You know, for the feds, for Porkins, and I don't know. Does he? I guess he seems ex- he seems okay with that. I get. Yeah. With, I, well, first, I wonder if Belloc is even not okay with it, or if he's more just not okay with everybody hearing about it. Yeah, like I thought he was he, more like he was kind of scared. Oh, I don't want those guys to hear that I'm. Right. Well, yeah. Who, who exactly does he think is over overhearing? You know, in the in the middle of uh, this little town. I mean, right. that just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I guess I don't understand it. You're right. He is uncomfortable. And uh, what I noticed about this is that he's trying to uh, curry some favor with Indiana Jones. He's trying to be the same as Indiana Jones. He's trying to say, yeah, we're alike and so forth. We're, um, and, and one thing that may, it made me wonder is uh, what is Belloc do in the real in the real world? Like Indiana Jones is like an academic. What does Belloc do he doesn't work for anybody you know can you can you be like a consultant archaeologist or it kind of seems like that's what he is like you know he's the nazis are paying for him this time and maybe mussolini will need him next or something i don't know (laughs) if you you go to paris and you look in the yellow pages under archaeologist yeah yes first guy yeah it's like that's it exactly better call belloc well, you, you think, I mean, he's, he's a little bit, you're kind of like, what does a, you know, what does a remora eel do? 
You know, what do they do in their regular day? And you're like, well, that's what he's doing. He just waits for Indiana Jones to go get the stuff. And then he takes it and then he sells it on the market in Marrakesh. So he's lazy. So like he, well, he's organized. Or lazy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, lazy, though, because he, unlike Indy, he seems to know a lot of ancient languages. He seems to know a lot about history and archaeology. Well, so I, I, think I think he knows how just, to manipulate the situation. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I go with. I mean, he's lazy in the sense that he doesn't get his hands dirty, which we've established. He doesn't get his hands dirty, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't make a, a decent living. I mean, look at his outfits. <laughs> well, well, exactly. That's that's actually why he stays so you know perfectly pressed in linen. Yeah. You know, because well, he won't a, get his hands dirty. I have a more confusing question about this first the first moments of this minute because we're talking about how you know belloc is working for hitler and everything but it's not even what india <laughs> india actually says what about your boss deferber like you can see <laughs> you can see he makes a b he makes a b when he's saying fuhrer and it's well, always a little like, inebriated like as a 10 year old kid i was like oh yeah didn't they call hitler like like the fuhrer or something but then oh wait but indiana jones said it with a b so I don't really know what to think. I'm getting it's like confused. The, it's like the Hitler Beanie Baby, the Fear Bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is pet name for him. Hey, Fear Bear. Hey, Fear Bear. Or, or, or maybe a Fur Bee, which was more like a gremlin with a battery, you know? So, <laughs> right. Good point. Good yeah. point. Well, I would like to know how he went from drunk to not too drunk. Um, he was on the edge of death and about to, uh, shoot a guy and stuff. And that'll, that'll, you know, same as Marion. Marion got pretty, uh, pretty sober as soon as Indiana Jones showed up. Yeah, but Marion's like a professional when it comes to drunk and sober. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, she's really good at that. Well, she does make a living at it. It's true. Yeah, she actually makes a living at it and gets her hands dirty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And still has nice has nice outfits. I was gonna say she has keeps her you know her outfits pressed. It's true. This uh, this minute has the line in it that I think made my cousin think that this movie was about uh, Noah's Ark because they they the commercials <laughs> included that line. Uh, Do you realize what the Ark is? It's a transmitter. You know, it's a radio for speaking to God. And uh, so yeah, my cousin's like, ah, it's like about the Noah's Ark, and you can talk to God or something. I'm like, all right, let's go. Sounds cool. What do you, what do you not think Belloc better. wants to say to God? He's yeah. Like, Hi, God. It's me, Belloc. <laughs> Aren't I doing a good job being a cad and a crook and a murderer? and a <laughs> Yeah. Well, why does God want to talk to him? Well, he says, like, you know, Hitler's not going to actually get the Ark until Belloc is, quote, finished with it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, is he A, is, I mean, he's, he's not going to sell it. Right. right. So is he is, is he just is he going to open it up and then, you know, hit the little button on it and be like, hello, hello, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come in, like, get testing. God, God, come on back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a radio for speaking to God. Right. Which, of course, you wonder, well, wait a minute. Is it? <laughs> no, there's no right. such evidence that there, that this is anything like a radio for speaking to god for instance when uh when god spoke to moses for instance you know with the with the actual 
tablets, you know, the Ten Commandments and whatnot. Uh, was he listening to what Moses had to say about the whole business? No, no, he was not. So, um, and there was no ark at that point, right? So it's not like the tablets are a radio for talking to God. It's not like, I mean, why would the ark be some sort of transmitter? It wouldn't. You know, unless... God is a notorious monologue or two. Like, I don't even know why you'd want to. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. When yeah. I thought, you know, look, let's 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 call it out here. The burning bush was actually the radio to God. Yeah, but it burned. But, Although, I think, well, actually, it, what, I it mean, didn't was, burn, oh. by the way. Well, I think oh, that by the time wow. of the like by the time the, of the temple, the ark was the dwelling place of God. Like he would live in that temple in like above the ark. So in a sense, they could be like that. Maybe that's where he hangs. He thinks that's where he hangs out. So did you'd go into the temple and then speak to God? Yeah, the, the high <laughs> priest would go in like one day a year and speak to God. Well, okay, but there's nothing. There's nothing that if God is actually in the upstairs there, then you don't need the ark. Right, you don't to, need the radio. Yeah. No, you don't need a radio. I think that Belloc is just all about the technology. And uh, this would be like using an iPhone 7 to talk to God. That's that's what I'm thinking, you know, in contemporary terms is what I'm saying. Thanks for dating the podcast now. Yeah, really. Sir. Oh, Seven. sorry. I mean, nine. iPhone 9. What is this? Yeah. Buck Rogers? iPad 7. Oh, my gosh. I meant nine. It's weird. I, I still think it's weird that he's talking about talking to God and religion anyway, because he just got done saying... A, archaeology was their religion, and B, things in archaeology were generally just worthless things that cost $10 that you bury, and then they're worth something because of that. <laughs> right. So it's it's sort clear of he's, confl he's conflicted. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, that's why he's, he's uh, you know, he's he's competing with Indiana Jones. He's co He wants his cooperation. He wants Indiana Jones' admiration, but he always has to make him feel, like, small and be the smartest guy in the room. He's also smoking a hookah and drinking at the same time, so maybe that's messing with him. I don't know <laughs> if you're supposed to mix those two. I don't know. Um, I, I yeah, think it's weird. I think he's embarrassed that he's working with Defure, the Ferber. The Ferber. <laughs> I think he's embarrassed. I don't think he just didn't want anybody to know. I think cause he, he gets upset when he says, Deferber, your boss. <laughs> I'm going to laugh each time. <laughs> yeah, well. So you think he's trying to cover? Like, oh, actually, I'm, I just want to talk to God. Yeah, a well, a little bit. The, the one, you know, one of the biggest things here, and I'll keep pounding it home. You know, the good guys and the bad guys, whoever, they don't do their homework on the Ark of the Covenant and what happens. By the way, I'm, I'm not saying I did all my homework on it, but <laughs> I, I know that if you're not in good graces with the big man upstairs, you're going to get shishacked. <laughs> it's yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, you have to either, you know, be the chosen people or and you have to be the chosen people in good graces. And like yeah. everybody else, historically, is in trouble. And so, I don't know. I, I, I think didn't the Philistines get it once, and they did okay once for like a week or something. And then the Hebrews got it back. Yeah, it started making their idols like fall on the ground and break. And then they put it on a cart with some cows that brought it back. You can't just walk mm. up, find the ark, and be like, hey, everything's all good. Right. No, that's no. true. That's true. True. You think Belloc should try to talk to God just by, um, you know, helping old ladies across the street instead? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. 
He should Cub Scout it up. Yeah. Good point. Well, um, Foley, go ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead. I was just saying, all these guys <clears throat> are, are, are um, experts on the arc. You'd think they'd, they'd cobble that one together. Well, I, yeah. none of these guys is an expert on the arc is the crazy thing. These seem like the funniest guys to be looking for the arc. Well, that brings up a different question, and that is, why does Belloc um, even bother talking with Indiana Jones? Why, why do they even mess with each other in this scene at all? You know, Belloc shows up, and he actually could just go about his business without, you know, with his uh, Dare Ferber guys and so forth. <laughs> and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't need to sit down and meet with Indiana Jones at all. Indiana Jones is actually behind Belloc in in uh, in this scene. Belloc's like out front. Yeah, but uh, it, it's clear, you know, by the end of this minute that he was, uh, every single person in this bar has a gun that they're about to use on Indiana Jones. Except, by the way... For that Luger that we saw yeah. <laughs> last week, I was wait. I was looking really hard for that one since we saw it, uh, Christy. I don't know if you remember. There's like a in the foreground right after Indiana Jones sits down with uh, Belloc. Yeah. You see the monkey being handed a gun, like way in the foreground, and I never understood that. But these guys convinced me that you know it's just sort of like there are guns present in the room and they're going to come out at some point. But that gun never does. It's all like these you know machine guns or rifles or something. And no, uh, no pistols, but so maybe the monkey I, I would off have, with it or something. I would have liked it better if the monkey actually had taken the Luger and done something with it. I would have appreciated that. <laughs> that, that would have <laughs> well, yeah. I think Belloc makes the classic bad guy mistake here, which is like, okay, he's going to kill Indiana Jones, obviously. But before he does, he's going to let him know how he feels about the whole thing. And he's going to call, you know, call him out on this and call him. And, and, and that is what... Um, you know, gets, I would imagine, Sala gives Sala some time to come up with a plan B. Yeah, by the way, Sala's plan B is to send his kids into a place with nothing but guns <laughs> and hope that, they, well, yeah, they hope that yeah. the guys have a sense of humor enough to, to not yeah. mow them all down. Six, six children as human shields. Is yeah. this a good idea? Better than no. U.S. Marines. <laughs> yeah. Not, Better not than the U.S. Idea. Marines. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. That's a little nuts. That all the guys just bust out laughing as soon as they see the yeah kids. like it spans minutes that laughter <laughs> they just keep on going and and the uh belloc is like you know next time it'll take more than children to save you and it's like well what's going to be different next time like why why are children stopping him now why are they why are they saving indy this time that's a good question considering that the, you know that's the most heavily armed they are i mean the, yeah, it's very close quarters. He's inebriated, and he's inebriated. I mean, it should be pretty easy yeah. to take him at that point. Maybe he's thinking next time I'll just hire guys who don't think the kids are so hysterical, and they'll get <laughs> they'll do the job that I hired him to do, and it'll be sweet. Well, what's fascinating is you see Belloc here. He's normally so prepared, and what's interesting is. You know, I was surprised that the kids come in, they save Indy, and it made me think, I can't believe, you know, Bella kind of got took in this situation, and he doesn't, quote, speak children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like he's so well prepared. And Good if you point. look at this at this minute, he's actually, maybe the only time so far, he's visibly agitated. Yeah. 
and it's it's kind of rare because he usually is on the winning end of that of you know the winning end of those situations and in this one he lost and it's almost the identical scene as the one with the Hovitos. Like, as soon as Indiana reaches for the gun, everyone aims a gun at, you know, or a bow and arrow at him. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. It almost seems like Belloc has, again, chosen the right friends, but maybe he hasn't, because these guys are just tickled pink by a room full of kids. <laughs> <laughs> it just gets them all flustered, or they can't turn into a decent gunman. And that German guy looks so disgusted in the background. Yeah, he's like, after crying out loud, we Germans know how to handle this stuff. <laughs> Well, his he's he's uh, he's wearing the wrong accessories altogether. He's got a dark hat with a light colored suit. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense at all. Right there. It was the thirties. He's still. No. <laughs> well, all right, that might do it for a minute. Fifth, uh, no, I'm sorry, forty six. Oh, oh okay. no way, no way. There's one. Of, this has one of the best lines. Oh, you're right. Movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I was going to bring it uh, and up. And there's a line we that I always have wanted to use on those pesky missionaries when <laughs> you're walking to 7 Eleven and they stop you on the street and they ask you if, you know, do you know God? Do you, do you talk to God? And I, I always, I just want to look at him straight and say, you want to, you want to talk to God? Let's go see him together. I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> and then you kill him. Well, yeah, that's kind of well, true. You, you honestly, <laughs> you go get a Slurpee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my god. You Little gotta make this half same. Coke, half cherry. <laughs> you gotta well, make Indi- those same crazy eyes Indy has there too. Yeah, he's yeah. so nasty when he delivers that. He's like, I've got nothing better to do. He fully and means it. Like, yeah, he looks yeah, just yeah. like a. Uh, Nasty Canasta. Do you guys know Nasty Canasta? <laughs> well, of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> he does look exactly. And you're like, how far we've come from Professor Jones. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There are no glasses in sight in this scene. Um, one, one more thing. Oh, geez. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, we were talking a lot about Belloc and Indy in the last couple minutes mirroring each other and who's in the shadow and who's mm-hmm. in the light. And I think it's interesting that this minute ends with Indy stepping out of the shadows and into the bright light. Oh, like the, the children have helped him back into the light. It's like some, yeah, it's like something changed right here. I'll have to pay attention to that. Yeah, well, we'll have to see if that oh, carries through right. for the rest of Indy's life or not. <laughs> He's changed <laughs> his faux archaeological ways. Hmm. Um, but Pete. Can you tell all these nice people uh, how they can get in touch with us if they want to um, let us know if, if they've chosen the light over the dark side of archaeology? <laughs> yeah, just uh, come visit us on Facebook uh, under Indiana Jones Minute or check out our website. And thanks for listening. We appreciate all of you listening, and uh, it's fun talking to you. Go eat a hamburger. Go eat a hot dog. Celebrate our nation's birthday. Well, you know, people are around the world. Uh, it's America's birthday. Enjoy that, I guess, if you want to. Um, you don't have to. You don't have to. You know what? Have a hot dog or a hamburger if you want to. But you don't have to. It doesn't have to be an expression of anything. <laughs> They're decent foods. <laughs> if you happen to be stateside and you feel like expressing a love for your country, you can say, hey, happy 4th of July. This is a delicious hamburger. Um, otherwise, just ignore everything I said. <laughs> but please come back tomorrow when the date is not sticky at all. 
And uh, we'll be discussing Minute 47 of Raiders of the Lost Ark here on the Indiana Jones Minute. Fur bear? <laughs> what about your boss, Furby Bear? Boo -boo? I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs>